And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. How are we doing, everybody? I know a lot has happened since I last recorded one of these uh, changes that occurred in life, but let's get started. Let's actually, let's catch up as to uh, sort of what's going on. So myself, I recently relocated from Florida to California. I am in Southern California. I'll be living here uh, permanently, as essentially I was before. So I'm pretty thrilled about that. And I had a pretty excellent year in Florida with the business I grew. Uh, learned a lot of things, met a lot of great people, but decided to do my own thing, as they say. Over the days. So enough about me. I always want to make this about you. But subject at hand, I know a lot of people may be listening to this for the first time and wondering... Who is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez? What is he about? Recently, I got a position, so to speak, working with, or working for, I should say, Michael Cernovich, writing for Danger and Play, writing about fitness, writing about health. And I want to talk about that just because there's some points that I probably have never truly discussed in principles. And if you are listening to this for the first time, it will give you a sensibility of what my philosophy is. So, when it comes to health, when it comes to life, when it comes to, you know, let's say, a philosophy of everything, there is one principle that I always preach, follow, practice, instruct upon. And it's, and it's a dualistic principle. It, has, it is a two-in-one. It is your physicality equals your mentality, and your mentality equals your physicality. So your mind and your body are one and the same. This is something that is considered, unfortunately, in modern society to be very new agey or you know hippie-ish. The idea that you know there's a mind-body connection, or that or that your mind and body are the same thing. You know, relative to the current paradigm, we are societally very compartmentalized in thinking and believing that the body operates in parts. You have different systems, you have different sections, you have different subsystems, you have your mental state, you have your physical state, you have your cellular state, you have your cardiovascular system, you have your skeletal muscular system. And while it's certainly true that you can take the whole organism, you can take the whole thing, and you can break it down in, into its constituents, relative to your day-to-day -day life and day-to-day -day human existence, everything in your body, everything that you are, it is all happening at the same time. The idea of mind-body duality, so the idea that your mind is separate from your body, that is a relatively, relatively recent phenomena, a relatively recent way of thinking. Uh, the, not progenitor of that, but the popularizer, making up a word there, the, the popularizer, let's just go with it, of that paradigm was uh, René Descartes, and I'm probably mispronouncing his last name, but he was a French philosopher, let's say roughly approximate 400-ish years ago, wrote about a lot of different subjects, but he popularized this idea that the mind operates the body, that you are a entity, a soul inside a physical structure, and that there's a separation between the two, that you know the physical body is just a vessel. And that had a huge influence on the Enlightenment it had a huge influence on medicine, upon modern science. And on one level, it is a worthy perspective to take. 
you know, especially if you're talking about medicine, talking about understanding something from a minute level, from, you know, from the smallest possible part you can understand, how many different ways can you break something down? How many different pieces can you break it into? That is very worthwhile. And I am not assigning that medical science or Western medicine or medicine as a whole is stupid for thinking that way. It's, it, it is a, both an informed and a, one can say, scientific way to view things, being able to objectively take something apart. At the same time, as I said before, relative to actual life itself and our perceptions, our feelings, our reactions and our actions, we don't think in pieces. We think in a whole. When you are reacting to somebody speaking to you, when you wake up in the morning, you are not thinking on a minute level of, oh, my bowels have processed food, and I know right now that I probably have an estimated amount of fluid in my bladder, and I better use the toilet. We don't think in that fashion. You know, that, that is very robotic. We think by impulse. We think by instinct. We think by what we feel. We think by what we perceive. So physicality and mentality, when we talk about health, since that's really what I'm trying to get to, when we're talking about health, you have to view the way that you think and the way that you perceive and the way you act as being inherent and as being connected to how your physical body presents itself. Because the reality, when you connect everything together, is that your physical health, from your hormones to your digestion, to your tactile sensation, that has a profoundly physical and direct effect upon your mind. How your stomach digests food will affect the hormones in your brain. How your muscles work on a day-to-day -day basis, they have their own bio to them. They affect, again, the hormones in your brain. They affect your thoughts. They affect your synapses. Everything is intricately tied with everything else around it. So sure, you can separate them out. But your physical body, that informs how you move, that informs how people perceive you, that informs how capable you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. When I discuss resiliency for people, when I ask the question, do you feel that you have the physical health to back up and sustain the lifestyle that you have? And they say no. Okay, if you say no, then there's a disconnect there. You are living your life in such a way that you are causing your physical breakdown. And or I could, you know, reverse it in the other direction. Do you feel that your physical body represents your potential, represents your mental potential, represents the potential of your mind? Yeah, I wrote in the article on Nature and Play right now that I've worked with many bodybuilders, many physique athletes, and these are people who their mentality does not match their physicality at all. They have incredibly impressive bodies. They have incredibly impressive athleticism. They are you know, by conventional definition, they're incredibly fit and in shape, but they are mentally weak people. Unlike some people where they prioritize their intellect over their body, they have prioritized their body over their intellect. They are nothing but shells, and they are mentally fragile. All they are good at is cultivating their physical structure. That's it. So that's one side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, we have modern society. We have modern man, as I often speak of. We have men, and we could say we have women, where they completely neglect their physical health. They don't even think about it. They think it means nothing. They don't think about how they are perceived by other people. They don't think about that they're going to die when they're 60 because of how ill they live now. They don't think about the ramifications and the reactions 
and the power it has to have a strong body. They don't think about how they show up to people. And when they look in the mirror, and they look at themselves, and they say, oh, well, I guess I have a dad bod. Oh, I guess I have a mom body. Oh, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal to be physical. Oh, that's not, you know, masculinity is not about that. It's about, you know, other things. Femininity is not about how my body looks. It's about whatever I want to define as. And you have radical feminism, and I don't know what you'd call it, radical masculinity. Guess what? No, you don't. What you have is a profound disillusionment that your physical health, that your physical appearance doesn't matter. And guess what? It does. It absolutely does. There is no amount of radical revision that can deny biology. Even at the most basic level of life, animals will mate with other animals who are as healthy as them. That goes for every mammalian species on this earth. The healthy ones get to mate, the unhealthy ones do not. That's how it works. It works like that at a cellular level. Guess what? The viruses that are more hardy are the viruses that get reproduced. The viruses that are not hardy, that the viruses in which their RNA screws up, they die. Nature favors the strong. Nature favors the fit. Biology favors health. Biology favors the strong. To say that that does not exist, okay, you can say that. You can say that as many times as you want. It doesn't make it true. So, your mental health and your physical health, they both need to be developed. How do you go about doing that? That could be a podcast into itself, and I've already been talking that for... Ah, okay, you know what? It hasn't even been 10 minutes. So let's keep talking. The question that I pose to people when we talk about their mentality and physicality is, what is your physical identity? If you've never been asked that, then you've never been asked that. But I'm asking you now, what is your physical identity? Do you have one? Do you see yourself as being a fit person? Do you see yourself as being a strong person? If you were to look at yourself right now as another human being, what is the impression you would get? Would you notice your posture? Would you notice your movement? Would you notice the way that you hold your head? Would you find your would you be in would you be proud of yourself? Let's say it that way. Would you be impressed by yourself? If a different person than you looked at yourself in the mirror or looked at you upon walking into the room, would you say, Oh, that's a healthy person. Oh, this is oh, this is someone I want to know. Would you say that you are someone that gives off the feeling of strength? If you would look at yourself and think, you know what, that person is unhealthy. You know what, that person is weak. If you would not be proud of yourself, then you need to change your identity. You need to change your self-perception of what your body is, of who of really what you are, what you're capable of. Everyone is capable of improvement. There's nothing stopping anybody, you know, beyond the exceptional situations which people love to bring up, but don't end up, don't end up mattering. There's nothing stopping anybody from living and feeling and being different. The only thing it does is your own mental obstacles. If your identity is one, whether conscious or unconscious, if your identity is one in which you are weak and incapable and healthy and get sick, and that's just how you are, that's just who you are, then don't expect to ever have a strong mind. Your body will give out soon before your mind does. I could give endless examples. I could give out examples of my own family of people that are literally dying right now in a wheelchair and they are in a rage about it. They are angry and pissed off and they question their lives and they wonder how they got here. But you know what? They never took care of their physical health. And now, my own grandfather, who is already at the stage in which he's shitting and pissing himself and can barely, and he needs a walker and a wheelchair to move and is 
teetering around his own house. It's sad and it's unfortunate and it pains me to talk about it, but he got himself there because he didn't take care of himself. And I don't hate him for it. I'm not condemning him for it. I feel, I pity him. I feel bad for him, but the situation he is in now, it was entirely preventable. It was. But this was a man that never wanted to train his body, never wanted to go to the gym. He was just content to walk. And, you know, even when he, you know, he beat cancer twice and he beat a lot of things in his life, but his physical self, he never paid that much attention to this beyond basics of, you know, eating normally and walking. And that was fine. But guess what? He wasn't hardy. And at the end of his life now, he has to deal with it. And it is upsetting. It's upsetting to him. It's upsetting to everybody around him. But that was a preventable situation. You know, and he wasn't, he is an intelligent and very accomplished man, but his physicality, it never lined up with his mentality. You know, his mental state was never one where he just believed that those sorts of things didn't matter. And they didn't until they did. Until they did. And that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people in society. They might, you may not think physicality is important. You may not think that your health is that important. You may not think that appearance and appearances are that important. But a day will come when they are. A day will come when your health fails you. A day will come when you are judged and get your feelings hurt based on how you look. A day will come when you be, become maybe a burden to other people. A day will come maybe when you get sick and you can't take care of yourself or you're dependent upon others. Or you get literally knocked on your ass literally, and you realize that you couldn't stand up for yourself, that you were not strong enough to defend yourself. All of that can be changed, but it comes down to what is your physical identity? Does it match up with your mental state? You know, and if your mental state is one that is weak as well, and your physical body is weak as well, is that really how you want to live the rest of your life? Is it? I don't have answers for you, but these are questions you have to ask yourself. Mentality and physicality are both improvable things. They are both things that can be changed. Enough of this has been written since the dawn of man, since going back thousands of years on the cultivation of the mind and the body. These are not new ideas. I'm not sharing anything with you that is profound and revolutionary. I'm sharing with you things that have been practiced for millennia, but they fall out of favor from time to time. Within current society, health is something that is fallen out of favor. I know I wrote a book recently on uh, you know, understanding, metabolism, uh, understanding metabolism, understanding understanding energy, understanding health. The beginning of the book I, is a short essay on the fact that American society is overweight and obese and unhealthy, that three out of four people are now overweight or, or obese, and people are unhealthy. We, we have, have we, society, Western society, has arrived at a state in which we have standardized and normalized illness as the general way of being. So whereas illness was at one time, whereas being, obese at one, whereas being obese at one time was considered outside the norm, that was the exception, it's changed. Today, that's just how the average person is. The average person is sick and unhealthy. Their physical health is sick, their mental health is sick, and that's normal. That's the standard. It has fallen lower and lower and lower. Is that how you want to live? I doubt it. I doubt most people really enjoy living that way. But when you don't know any different, and you don't want to ask yourself questions, when you don't want to face up to the answers, 
when you don't want to have to learn anything, then you will fall to the level of your thinking, and your thinking and your mind will fall to the level of your body. And when both of those things are degraded and ill and low, it's going to make for an unpleasant existence. Maybe not now when you're 20, maybe when you're 30, maybe when you're 40, but I can guarantee you it will happen. And when you reach the point where you're asking, how did this happen, how did this happen, it was your fault. It was your fault, just like everything in your life is your fault. If you believe that, if you believe everything is your fault, though, then you have the power to change. Because that means there is nothing that is outside of your ability to rot your will on. So, that is physicality. That is mentality. It is your, it is your identity. Your, physical, your physicality, your mentality, it is your identity internally and externally. And both those things are in a state of adaptation and flux. They can be pushed in whichever direction you want. So, questions to think about, things to think about. I will cap this there. And I'll be talking to you guys, hopefully, very soon. I'm going to try to do a short podcast a day for the next 30 days. I'm not going to make any promises that I'll be able to keep up that pace, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if nothing else, hopefully we'll have some great content. So, talk to you guys again, and good luck.